Hello, folks out there. This episode of the podcast is partnered by Audible. Greg, you know what I love about Audible? What do you love about Audible, I don't have to pick up a book anymore and carry it around with me. In fact, I carry it around in my phone, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They literally keep thousands of titles right on your phone, accessible at any time, when you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're mowing the lawn, changing a diaper, doesn't matter. It's all right there at your fingertips, John. They've got podcasts, they've got lectures, they've got some like health and wellness and like fitness series on there that if you just are looking for something to fill that gap, like you're not getting into a book right now, it's all there for you, man. If you're a member, Greg, what's cool about it is you get three titles per month. The first one, you can pick whatever you want. Like I've said, I'll probably start hitting up some of those health and wellness books. And then what's awesome is they have two Audible exclusives exclusives folks you can't get it anywhere else it's true that is very true so if you guys want to get on the audible train you can go to audibletrial.com slash j-a-t-g that stands for johnny and the greg hook yourself up with a 30-day free trial no promises no nothing if you don't like it which i can't imagine you're not going to like it um it, you can cancel at any time but the great thing about that is the books you get during your free trial or if at any time those books are yours like you get to keep them you can listen to them non-stop anytime all the time sounds like a deal to me man so if you guys are smart like i know you guys are because you already listened to this podcast sign yourself up guys what do you got to lose it's 30-day free trial yeah. and it's books it's knowledge you gotta drink it up it is so one more time, it is audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. the world turns so does the most impressive podcast that no one knows about it's johnny and the greg i do want to point out we may have one new listener uh whose name i cannot remember but our waitress at the crafty kyle in Walk. oh yeah that's true that's true um i did want to just couple of things uh, guys if you like uh if you're watching us welcome if you're new to this welcome please do us a favor hit the like button if you're watching this on youtube subscribe if you're on youtube and i don't know if there's like options on whatever you're listening to but do that that helps us get up there yep. so that we can make more money and that f- therefore we can bring you better content so um it'll just help if. us keep talking along if you're watching us on, say, YouTube, uh, I believe the term is like, subscribe, and ring that bell to get notifications of new episodes. That is that is it. So, Greg, happy Easter. For those of you that are listening to this on Thursday, we're recording yep. Sunday. So, again, Greg, happy Easter. Happy Easter to everybody out there. If you do not celebrate Easter, I hope you had a good Sunday, regardless. And happy birthday to the Greg. Oh, uh, yeah. It's dropping on your birthday. So it's dropping it on is. Thursday. So if you guys want to, go into the comments below if you're watching YouTube or hit us up on our Instagram and just throw out a happy birthday to the big guy for us. Instagram and Facebook 
at Johnny and the Greg, I believe is what it is. So, so this probably won't be a long podcast because we have a uh, a guest coming next week that I'm looking forward to, and we're probably going to get crazy, and that'll probably go for a while. I'm guessing. Yeah, I hope so. Once he gets rolling. Um, hopefully we're going to shore up. I mean, we got to get some stuff from him yet, but hopefully that all works out. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he'll be a good guest. Yeah, he will. Um, Greg, how was yeah. your Easter? It was good. It was good. Yeah. We did, uh, now again, Easter is one of those interesting holidays for, for me. Well, for, I mean, it is, I think the most Christian of holidays. And now we can get into the argument of that. It falls on another it is overtaken a pagan holiday of the same date. Um, Aren't they all pagan holidays at some point? Yeah, but this one is because we can actually put a date to it. I oh, mean, you, you, or we can actually show a, a time span yeah. that has nothing to do with the Christian authors. Um, like the authors of the Bible, you know, we everybody knows, or at least they should know, that December 25th is not the actual birth date. What? Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, that was actually put there by a pope who said, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus on this date to overtake a pagan holiday. So right. a little bit of strategy on, us, on his part. The crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus um, is actually recorded in numerous non-Christian texts because the Romans were in power. They took mm-hmm. copious notes on their empire. And uh, so, yeah, there's... Um, if anybody even goes into like, well, Jesus wasn't a real person. It's like, no, no, no. The Romans wrote about him as, you know, here's just here's a prophet a re- or something like that. Yeah, just a, a religious figure of the Jewish Jewish faith. I wonder if they had the term for cult leader back then, because um, I'm sure he would have been. I'm sure it would have gone to him. Yeah, I mean, if you're not I, a probably, you would have sat there and like, oh, that's that guy that leads that weird cult about well, turning the other and, cheek. And there were, I mean, there were other cults as well. I mean, it wasn't just, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm sure they would have put that term on him. But I mean, the Romans they didn't they didn't really have a problem with Jesus. They were like, you know, it was more the the Jewish leaders that had the problem with Jesus. Isn't, isn't the only time they really had a problem with it is when he basically told his people like money is not. Is not the thing you should be following when he wouldn't. I didn't he now, but at the same time he said, "Render under Caesar that which is Caesar." So he was saying, you know, you pay your taxes. I mean, he, he was okay. He was like, "Hey, pay your taxes, respect your elected leaders," and in this case, it happened to be you know some Roman leaders. And he's like, "Oh no, you've got to you've got to obey the law of the land." That's just what it is. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And so, so uh, anyway, um, yeah. their records can place you know, so many, so many Sundays after this one date is when Jesus came in and then he was crucified. Like they, they've got records or they know that the Romans kept records of like crucifixions and criminal punishments. You do a lot so, more uh, studying <clears throat> back into this. Did the Romans write down that, that he was resurrected or did they claim it was like a uh, they, robbery? Or... I think they claimed like a, yeah, like a grave robbery kind of thing. And, um, so that's, you know, and that's where people, um, people go back and forth. I would, I would suggest if, if you want like a decent explanation, um, so there's a website, it's hope Lake country. Uh, I believe it's dot com, not a dot org. Um, and their Easter service 
I want to make sure I get you guys the right address. And we, if you're watching uh, in a place where you can see links down below, um, you can uh, you can take a look down there as well. Um, so the their Easter service, uh, he he really kind of split it up, and it is dot com, hopelakecountry.com. Um, the pastor there really split it up into like, hey, if if you're if you're not a Christian, this is this is what you need to know. And he talks, he kind of breaks down the whole crucifixion and resurrection story in a way of like, you know, you can understand this, you can understand this, and this is the part where it takes faith to believe. Um, where you know that's the part you need to explore and check out and and, and figure that out. Um, but I mean, he, you know, like I said, there's there's other sources besides the Bible that claim the existence of Jesus and that he three days after he was, uh, crucified and died, declared dead. Um, he was no longer in his tomb and there, and it wasn't a, you know, the valuables were still there. So like no one would just take a body. They would take, all the goods that he was buried with and they would take the linens cause those were expensive and, and things like that. And there was, they didn't take any of that. They just took the body and mm. there's no purpose for that. <clears throat> but I don't even know how I got on this. What were we talking yeah. about? <laughs> I'm just going to ask you how your Easter was. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean, we, we did the church service. Uh, my parents came up. Um, I, I, I had bought a double smoked ham and mm. then, on my Traeger grill, I smoked it for a third time. So we had a triple smoked ham and I hit it with a, a sweet bourbon or a sweet pepper bourbon glaze. So it yeah, was fantastic. Now you yeah, are a awesome. ham guy. That's, that's, that's one of your things. <clears throat> I do like ham. I do. I don't you make it into swine. I don't, uh, I don't make it often. I mean, it's, it's really like, just like Christmas and Easter that I, I'll mm. do a ham. Mm. Um, so I'm, you know, I like it. I'm not going to call it a delicacy or anything like that, but uh, I certainly could do more of it. But, you know, it's special. Yeah, but it went well? It went well? Yeah, yeah, it went really well. What about you? Oh, man, I've had a busy weekend. Um, it started out with basically uh, driving up on Friday to uh, go to the uh, Watertown Town Cinema. Town Cinema? You came yeah. up to see me. Yeah, Matt, Matt invited us to watch... Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, however you want to say it. Um, and like I told you, um, I get it. It was a great atmosphere. So Matt, thank you for being so, um, being a great host. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed looking through the memorabilia of how old that theater is. And yeah, turn of the uh, century theater. They got this great antique of how movies used to have to like run through this huge machine where mm -hmm. you know where they had a freaking chimney because it would get so hot they had to vent it out of the building and um it was really cool so matt if you're listening thank you very much um you were very hospitable uh, i can't wait to come up there again and like i told you greg i get it i get why you go i get why mm -hmm. it's kind of a cool thing I, even watertown downtown um, it's kind of a cool area. It really is. I think it's, it's one of those, it's one of those towns, um, that's Americana. Like if you were to go mm -hmm. back, it's like Hill Valley from back to the future, man. Like not a lot's changed. 
yeah. you know, save the clock tower. It's it's all there. Um, and that was kind of cool. That's really cool. Uh, it's one of the cool things about Watertown. So, um, but anyway, we saw the movie. What'd you think of the movie, Greg? What'd you think of Kong vs. Godzilla? Well, I mean, I've I've now seen it a total of three times, twice in the theater, and then I did Ooh. I did do one more um, one more watch on HBO Max because nice. because I got a new TV and I wanted to see how it looked on my new TV and surround sound. Um, <clears throat> What did I think? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say I liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was an enjoyable film. I will, I will watch it anytime it's on. I mean, if 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 it's one of those like I'm not if I'm surfing around and I find Kong versus Godzilla, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Um, and I believe it's Godzilla versus Kong because they went for the alphabetical. They right. don't want to show favoritism in anyone. Um, but the yeah, I mean, it, is it a perfect film? No, but even the originals, you go back to the old Toho films, they're not perfect films. Well, here's the problem. They're, if you're looking for a perfect film about a li- giant lizard and, I'm sorry, a giant radioactive <laughs> lizard and a giant, we'll just go with Greg today, a giant Sasquatch <laughs> fighting each other, then I think you're, uh, like, nothing's going to be perfect in, about that. In fact, at one point in the film, you yep. did turn to me in the middle. I did. I did. And you're like, the science behind that just doesn't make sense. I mean, is that really going to be like, and I just turned to you and went, really? It's a, it's a big, it's a big monkey man and a giant lizard duking it out. You, you need to just suspend your logic here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I'm, I'm, I usually never like that. I usually, I'm always the one that usually goes, oh no, they could have survived that. That could have happened. Like there's a there's yeah. a there's a one percent chance they survive that you know, um. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a it's a popcorn movie. Um, okay. Going back to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I actually thought there was a point to the humans in that movie. Oh really? Yes, I really did. I think like with that rogue unit that took I forgot what that little device was that seemed to either yeah, piss echo. off or control the monsters somehow how they were waking up all the monsters all over the world. There was like an actual point to that. And it was just this, the other guys trying to catch his wife to stop her from doing it. Basically this one, there is zero point to any of the humans being in the movie uh, unless they were just so you could watch people run. Yeah. They, they served as transition points. Yes. There was, it wasn't even to it we weren't even supposed to take their perspective on things or feel I felt nothing for any of the human characters. Like, like I, I kind of liked the Kong scientist cause I'm like, Oh, well yeah, she, she's kind of cute and got an attitude. Okay. I, I I can dig that. But yeah, at like the the stars are scar stars, stars guard. Yeah. He had no point to it. Yeah. Zero point to it. And I like him as an actor. Me too. I think he's, Me too. He, I think he, I actually, I would say he did well in the role, but his role was, yeah, like you said, running away or just trying to get Kong from point A to point B. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and the Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. Section, I was just going to get I on mean, that. He, you know, she's, she's a good actress. I mean, she's an up and coming. I, I can only think that, the, the term contractual obligation mm-hmm. comes to mind mm-hmm. as she was in that film. I'm like, she can't be proud of this. She can't, 
you know, there's nothing there for her. There was no. literally nothing for her to work with. No. It, uh, not only that, she was part of the... Okay. There was... There, there were this... This thing happened in Michael Bay when he did Transformers where he took the humans and they became like this... Uh, like... What was it? Uh, who's the main character? Sam. Sam's parents <clears throat> became annoying after yeah. a while. Yep. And then they got really annoying with John Turturro's part. Yeah, yeah. And, and they again, just yeah, and they that's just a great a great actor. Yeah, John Turturro. Yeah, just waste him. Yes, and I feel like that's what happened to her. She was <coughs> her his sidekick was the kid from Deadpool two. Yeah, Julian and, Dennison is his Yes, name. and then they had uh, th- some other guy that was part of a, I, I guess, some sort of a uh, conspiracy theorist podcast. Yeah. That was his character. And you could just tell they were there. The only point they had was to move a story along, but then just make wisecracks. So they became annoying, and she's just yeah. with them. And you're like, dude, this is a very good actress. She even played a better part in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. And this one, she's just like, and guys, I'm sorry. This, this totally sounds like we're ripping on this movie. It's just the human aspect. There was zero of it. If right. Like I thought this movie was okay. I mean, I, I didn't walk away disappointed, but I, I, I knew what I was getting into. I was going to watch Godzilla right. and King Kong fight. And I knew that there was, they were going to, I just knew what the whole plot was before mm-hmm. I even stepped foot in there. There was no surprise whatsoever. Um, so I, I thought the movie was okay. If I'm folding laundry and it's on, I'll leave it on. Um, yeah. But other than that, I, I thought it was fine. And I, I even think about <clears throat> the guy you're talking about, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, who, he was the black guy, the, okay. the podcaster. Um, and, and when I say the black guy, I mean, he really came off like the token black guy in the film. Cause there yeah. weren't any other, there yeah. was one other person of color. Um, the, the Asian man who was yes. the yes. engineer the guy that was controlling, which yeah. I didn't know this. I did some reading of it. That's the son of Ken Watanabe's character. It's supposed From, to be his, it's his, supposed to be or his son. And or I, that's and Watanabe's like, actual son. <clears throat> no, that is okay. the character that Watanabe played who died in, yes. in King of Monsters. That is that character's son. And you're going, A, you went to the dark side. And B, why did they not explore that? That would have been a much oh, yeah. more intriguing storyline than anything else that we saw with the humans. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I That's a shock. The fact that, like, Shame on you. We didn't know that. That would yeah. have been a great yeah. story. Yeah. That I was because I was trying to in the opening credits of the film, they've got uh, you know whoever the person's name is that they're going to feature hidden in kind of like a bunch of writing, and then they redact the writing, and then you see produced yes. by or directed by. So I wanted to know what all the stuff they redacted. I wanted to know what that was. Is that like okay. an Easter egg kind of thing that okay. I'm just missing? Turns out I'm not. Um, but. Somewhere in there, and that guy's, uh, I don't, I, I can look up his name, but um, in his, it says that he's the son of, and then they named Ken Watanabe's character. Yeah. So, bottom line, guys, if you're looking for a good popcorn movie, 
That's a good one. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, a good popcorn movie. Don't go in there expecting the world to change. Don't go in there <laughs> expecting to feel a certain way. Go in there thinking you're going to watch two gigantic monsters hit, and yeah. then you just have to deal with the humans that are in the way, pretty much. And, and I, don't, I don't understand Hollywood's uh, fear of a full, realistic CGI film. Like, like that entire, like the whole, oh, uh, I, I everything, in, everything in Hong Kong was yeah. totally like the whole city yes. was cgi it's not like yes. they did it like oh well we're gonna go film in hong kong and then cut away i mean no the right. entire thing was cgi mm-hmm. so you go why why not just make a cgi film like because why not I do think, that level? i think they remember what was that movie um well first off the first one was beowulf that i can remember um that didn't do well no, and no, you're right. It's the one with Ray Winston was the voice, and yeah. Angelina Jolie was Grendel's mother. However, yeah, and, the, and they yeah. did the motion capture and everything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was that's one reason. The other one, and, it, and that, and this one that I'm thinking of came out before that one, and it was, oh, it was like about the Final Fantasy film. Yes, thank yeah. you. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, I think those two bombed as well as what I thought was a very good movie was that the, I think his name is Tim Tim or Tin Tin, Tin the one that Steven yeah. Spielberg did yep. with the yeah I thought that was very I thought it was a good movie I was in I would watch I was into the movie right but I, those three examples didn't do well they didn't well, do well at all and I think that has honestly, a lot to do with it now those are terrible examples and not that not that you came up with terrible examples. Final Fantasy, no one heard of Final Fantasy, or at least in an American audience, you know, I think Asian market knew Final Fantasy, and then gamers in America did, no one else did, and it wasn't a good movie, the story sucked. Um, Grendel, or I'm sorry, Beowulf, same thing, I mean, Beowulf Beowulf is is a a fantastic story. Yeah, if you do it right, and they they said, well, we're going to do, we're going to do Inspired by Beowulf. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't even do like the direct story. And you're like, what is happening? This is bullshit. Right. Um, and in Tintin, I don't know. I, other than it's a French comic and there's, again, American audience really don't care yeah. about Tintin. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's a good film. Yeah. That, that is a very good film. Um, yeah. but I think it also audiences have changed enough that maybe it could work. And I'm not saying you CGI the humans. I'm saying you take the humans out and just let us watch, you know, just watch it happen. I I don't. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a good point, Greg, because look, King Kong versus Godzilla. What, what are you going to do? Like you have to have humans in it. You have to, there has to be something there. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know what? I, they, he was probably wasn't contractually obligated, but the guy that was the bad guy that was the leader of some yeah. sort of terrorist unit that wanted to tear down the world in um, Godzilla King of the Monsters, he never mm-hmm. shows up again. No, no. And and I, I was trying he to remember. Is a did, fantastic bad guy. And I'm trying to think. I'm like, did he die in the last film? But he didn't. No, he, he didn't, didn't die. He's he the lives. one that bought the skull at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, yeah. A couple yeah. of things where you're like, why did they not? Yeah, do it like this, and, and yeah. maybe I, maybe we'll find out later. I, maybe we never will. Yeah, but totally. Um, but again, um, I enjoyed every fight. I didn't like the way some fights 
ended, but <laughs> the way it is. Um, yeah. And uh, you're not always going to, the people you cheer for aren't always going to win. That's <laughs> how it is. That's just how but, it works. Um, yeah. But at least, uh, I mean, it. I felt it ended happy, if that's weird, or I don't know. Yeah, it it was a fun, like you said, it was a popcorn ride. It was a yeah. fun movie to just watch. Right. So next movie I'm looking forward to is, is I'm going to see Mortal Kombat in the theater. I'm going to watch that HBO Max. Yeah, I yeah. but I will, I will definitely go see Mortal Kombat because. You know what? It doesn't even look great. good to me, but I feel like I have to see it. <laughs> it doesn't look good to me. It it just it looks just like keep okay. your nerd cred or what? Yeah. Well, I, just again, good source me. material and story material. I mean, it, it, it's it's a movie based on a video game where it's just characters fighting each other. Yeah. And you got to build a story around that. And you know they're gonna try, but it's still it it's um. And I follow one of the actors who's who's being set up to be uh, the main actor uh, of the film, yeah. uh, whose name I'm blanking on. But uh, I'm going to go see it because he had wrote on his Twitter that it is a it is a uh, exhibition of amazing stunt work. There we go. Uh, I mean, that's, and I, and I think that's another thing that you and I are are a little bit different when it comes to watching movies. <laughs> we can really appreciate if the story's really good, we we can really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. If the acting's really good, we can appreciate that. If the concept of the idea is really cool, we're behind that. If the stunt work is really into it, and again, anybody out there listening that knows a stunt man, hook us up. We would love to talk to yeah. a stunt man or a woman, just because. I find that such a fascinating part of movies that isn't talked about enough. Yeah. And by so, the way, Lewis Tan is who I'm talking about. Okay. I, I, I would, didn't want to, I knew his name, but I did, I had that little bit of doubt. I'm like, I don't want to say it wrong because Lewis Tan, I'm going to tag you in this. I would love to get you on the show because you're, you're making that jump from like stunt performer to, to actor. Yeah. Um, to, to like the recognized actor where you're, you're going to be holding a film. Uh, and I, I just think, I mean, looking at, looking at the, um, the cast. If, if I were to start naming off these names, I think most people are going to be like, "Who? Who? Who's that? We don't." You know what? You could tell me a famous are. guy, and I still wouldn't know. Now I'm so out of the loop when it comes to actors anymore. Really, like, well, but my point is that, like they're they're high, like they got. They got performers. They got martial arts performers. People that are going to be like they're going to be able to have the camera on them as they're doing stuff. And I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. You know, uh, like, yeah. I think I'll end up liking the movie because I'm going to walk into it not expecting anything. Mm-hmm. Which, well, uh, go ahead. But budgets of, or I'm sorry, CGI has caught up with the the special moves that. Mortal Kombat has been famous for, okay. you know, fireballs and, and, and piercing chains that you tuck people over and, and freezing powers and all that stuff. Um, it's become, and they had that when they made like the first Mortal Kombat film, but they didn't have the budget to, to make that work. And now you can, you can budget for that a lot easier. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Speaking of movies that you'd, uh, go into, you're not really expecting a lot. I've told you about this. Don't know if you've seen it yet, but Boss Level is really good. Watch Boss Level is... Uh, 
Yeah, what? it was great. We watched it a couple nights ago. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. I really liked it too. I was I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised, ple- pleasantly shocked, and I was very happy for Frank Grillo. Oh man, I Frank think Grillo that... looks fucking awesome in that film. <laughs> you mean in terms of uh, how his physique? Yes, is amazing. Yeah, he's uh, he's fifty five years old. Um, I follow him on Instagram. He's always working out. He's always doing yeah. something. Always doing something. It looked uh, like he put on more mass. Yes. Like he put on more mass and got cut at the yeah. same time, which is tough. Yeah. yeah, that's very tough. But again, I'm I'm really happy for that guy because he, in my opinion, and this is, and look, he's not going to win an Academy Award, but he actually showed depth in this movie. Like you know he, what? He went from a guy that didn't give a shit to a guy that really cared, to a guy that had regret, to a guy that mm-hmm. didn't know how to talk to the girl that he loved. He, you know, I mean, he just he went back and forth, and he went back to the a- action badass, then he went back to a loving, caring father. To uh-huh. like, it was great. I thought it was great. It, it was yes, it was a great film, and I think I you say he's not going to win any Oscars, but I I could see. If he gets the right role and the right director, probably like an independent style film, that he could pull it off. Like five years from now, they're going to be like, "Oh my god, yeah, like, this guy is amazing." Yeah, yeah. Or, or he'll get robbed. That's the other thing. Or because he's an action guy, the yes. Academy is going to be like, "We're not going to honestly, right, give an Oscar to an action star." Right. But <clears throat> the other thing, um. <laughs> There's two things I, I thought that were just great. The sword fight at the end, or I guess that's in the middle of the movie. Yeah, kind of. Super cool. Yeah. Um, and the way that a certain Will Lasso <laughs> is hilarious. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but that reminds me of your brother. Not the way he died, but the way oh, you... Oh, that's your brother. Will? Yeah, yes. Will Lasso. Yeah, that's I love that guy. Will yeah, Lasso. I was looking at that guy the whole time going, Oh my god, that's 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 Greg, <laughs> Greg's brother. I um, wondered when he comes on the screen, I'm like, ooh, Will Will Sasso doing like a serious doing, doing like a serious yeah. like he's he's gonna be the badass kind of role. Okay, let's see how this goes. And I don't know if whatever whatever got into them, they're like, Well, we can't he can't be like it's Will Sasso. I mean, we can't have him be totally serious the yeah. whole time. Yes. yes. <clears throat> I'm not going to ruin it for anybody out there, but the way that I will, I mean, it's an action movie. He's a bad guy. He's going to die. Yeah. But the way that he dies is hilarious. Yeah. It almost, I wonder if they said, they Go did for like, it. they yep. said a couple takes and then they're like, okay, just play around with it. Do what you want. And they went, yeah, yeah we're going to keep that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mel Gibson. I don't know why he was there. Uh, paycheck, I'm guessing. Maybe. I think. Don't get me wrong. He didn't do a bad job. He just there wasn't enough meat there for him. I felt. I felt he like that could have been any bad guy. Yeah, he was almost a cameo. I mean, yeah. honestly. But I think is he still is he still struggling to come back in Hollywood from his uh, from his private actions? Yeah, of, I think of, he, of both. You know. The, the anti-Semitic I, stuff. Yeah, the stuff. I don't pretend. Life, I, mean, I don't pretend to know what he does anymore. He used to be one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know if he's on the Bruce Willis train now in terms of just whatever I'll do it. It's fine. I got Kinda. nothing that's going on. I mean, I'm I'm um, looking at his 
the, his last couple of years of work here. They're pretty sparse. And yeah, he's got, I mean, I'm sorry. Right. He's been in a lot, but you look at him and you're just kind of like, okay, like, is this sci-fi <clears throat> panel or is this? Well, kind, kind of a lot. I mean, I'm looking back. I mean, let, he had one movie, <clears throat> one movie in 2006, one movie in 14. That was the expendables. But that again was like almost a cameo. Yep. Um, Bloodfather in 2016, Daddy's Home Two in 2017. That was a yep. theatrical release. Yeah, but then, again, for, he was more or less just a supporting cast member there. Yeah, definitely. One movie in 2018, I've never heard of. One movie in 2019, I've never heard of. Um, there's one where I think he's Santa Claus. That's Fat Man. That's that was last year, 2020, of which he only did one other movie in 2020, and then he did Fat Man. But Fat Man's even like. I know of it because it's I a bizarre, of, like, yeah, it, it's in the trailer. You're going, what? It, he plays a disgruntled. They, okay. They're going this route. All yeah, right. Like, and it's an action ish yeah. film yeah. where he's like this disgruntled Santa Claus. And you're yeah. like, and not when I say Santa Claus, I don't mean that. I mean, he is Chris Kringle. He's Santa Claus yeah. in the movie. He's not a it, happy Chris Kringle, by the way. No, no, he's not. And then he did boss level was his first movie of this year. And then looks yeah. like he's got two more, but I don't know what these are. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe Hollywood isn't giving him a shot. And it's one of those situations where, yeah. where it's like, let's say you and I were starting a movie and we're like, holy shit, we can get Mel Gibson. Let's get him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it could be one of those things, but, um, <clears throat> very underrated. So if you guys, it's only a Hulu special one. So it's going to be really hard to find if you're not Hulu, but if anybody's out there that has Hulu, Take some time. Invest in um, boss level. It's actually very yeah. good. I did not expect to be that entertained and that not blown away, but impressed with the performances. Really, yeah. honestly, it um, didn't go where I thought it was going to go. No. I mean, with a, with a name like the movie Boss Level, and they have kind of this kind of almost a video game motif. Yes, through the whole thing, and I'm like, well, this guy's just trapped. I thought it was going to be like uh, nice uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, like yes. Ryan Reynolds movie that they just yes. kind of sorted out. Like, it's not that. It's no. totally not that. It's not. So, not only that, they explain. He does. They do such a good way of explaining what's going on. Yeah. And did. you follow it along very well. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I was thoroughly entertained. I would love to see Boss Level 2. Like, I don't think it's going to happen, and it shouldn't happen. But I just, I, I thought it was great. I just want to see Frank Grillo and more stuff. Yeah, he was and, and actually really good, and not direct. and not the and not like Skull or not uh, what's it Skull uh, Crossbones not, Crossbones, not yeah. that type of role. Give him a meaty, give him a hero action role. hero. Yeah, yeah, he, he does a great job. Um, well, he was with uh, the filmmaker is Joe Cranahan, who's done. Uh, he he's got a pretty long. Oh, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a producer, writer, director. Oh, he's remaking The Raid. I've heard about that. Um, Don't do that. What are you going to do? Make more brutal? Come on. I, I've heard that he's working with the original filmmakers, so okay. they're, they're going to try to do a pretty uh, um, true-to-form version of it. So we'll, okay. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he Joe Cranahan did the A Team, and I'm as much as, I mean, I love the A Team, I love the A Team, I love Smoking Aces, one of his other films. 
I love um, Smoke That was great. So he's done some good stuff. Uh, yeah. And he could, if you put him and Frank Grillo together again, which I think those two were uh, the top producers okay. of Lost Love, that they could do more good stuff together. What does his IMDb say about anything upcoming for Frank Grillo? Is it because I uh, thought he was he was just promoting something <clears throat> on his Instagram where I, he's I don't think he's a uh, a star. I think he's another supporting cast. Which again, I I've become a Frank Grillo fan now. I'm uh, not that he's I got before, but he's got the something called the Father in pre production, Gateway in post production. Ida Red in post production. Uh, he's got some. He's gonna re, be uh, um, reclaiming the role of Crossbones in a What If series for right. Disney Plus, but that's animated, so it'll just All be right. his voice. Something called Cop Shop, which is coming out in this year. The yeah. Hitman, yeah, the Hitman's that's... wife's bodyguard is is that the is that. Brian Reynolds and yeah, and Samuel uh, Jackson. Yeah, he's in that. In fact, he has an Instagram thing here where he's talking about shot this way before COVID. Hitman's bodyguard two, also known as the Hitman's wife's bodyguard, as a new release date. So maybe this won't be Ryan Reynolds. Maybe this will be he's the bodyguard of Selma Hayek. Maybe he's. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the cast. Frank Grillo's name appears above Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Oh, okay. Maybe, and I don't think that's because I clicked on his name. But Frank Grillo, Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson, Selma Hayek, Tom Hopper, who he's another guy that I think is poised to blow up. Um, did you watch? Did you watch Black Sails on Stars? Yes. Oh, Billy I Bo- know who Billy Bones, about. the tall guy. Um, he's also in the Umbrella Academy. On Netflix, so I think he could be good. But <laughs> they got more. Oh, Freeman. oh, he's the big gorilla dude. Yeah, yeah, number one. I think he uh, he could do some cool stuff. Yeah. Did you remember <clears throat> the Netflix show uh, where they redid um, Lost in Space? Yeah, yeah, that it was, was good. A, it was a very interesting way they went about it. But the guy that played John Robinson. Mm-hmm. That guy should be more action movies. Oh yeah, he should. Um, yeah. I don't know his name either. Oh, but I, knew I mean, name. if you get a picture of him, and Greg and I are, are completely comfortable with our sexuality, that that's a good-looking, striking man. It is. Yeah, he's good-looking yeah, dude. He's got something. He he has some sort of like like when he looks into a camera, it's like pierces you. It's like oh yeah, you're looking at. To- me? Toby Stevens, that's who that yes, is. Yes, yes. Not a real yeah. kick-ass name, but whatever. <laughs> you know? He's he's done a uh, very prolific, I believe, British actor. Um, yes. Wasn't he in Black Sails? Yeah, yeah. So, he, he yeah, he's a, he's uh, based in London, it looks like. Yeah. What's he got coming out? He was uh, also a badass in uh, 13 Days, that movie about... Uh, uh-huh. 13 hours, 13 hours. Sorry. He's done a lot of like radio plays. It looks like, like Jay. Oh, he's the interesting. I got to find these. Um, he's the voice of James Bond in, in remakes of the, like they do like radio plays. So he's got the man with the golden gun, live and let die. Moonraker. Oh, Thunderball. 
and he'd I, be a I good could, bond. Yeah, hearing his voice, yeah, I could. He'd be a he really would, good bond. He'd kill it, Bob. Hey, what do you think about Henry Cavale as Bond? Is it Cavale, Cavill? Oh, it's Cavill, but Cavill. All right, I think he'd be a good Bond. He would actually uh, probably have to lose a lot, like weight, because he's yeah, pretty buff. I, I don't know. I don't see him as Bond. No, but, no, I don't. Um, Maybe as he gets because, older, because of the size, and I don't know. I, I think I that's not for some reason his face doesn't strike me as bondish, but yeah. um, but I, I didn't did they officially tell you who the new bond is after Craig? Did they? I don't know because I was voting. I, I, I think I, I was voting for Idris Elba, I wanted him to be bond. I believe he turned it down because he said he's too old now. Oh, okay, he's probably getting tired of all this. I've heard, I've heard there was a big push for a female bond. Um, which again, I think you, you've got to re, you've got to recreate the story. Yes. You've you've got to recreate. She can be double O three or whatever. Well, I, I think you recreate the story where James Bond double O seven, like whoever, if you're, if you are double O seven, your name is now James Bond. That explains Connery. It explains Roger Moore. Timothy oh, Dalton. I see. It's so like it's, you, you are becoming John Doe. Yeah, that is that before, is the code name. Who you are now? Yep. It, yeah, it, like a Jason Bourne it, kind of thing. It, it won't work. It won't work, and it's it. It could even they could do it so well, but mm-hmm. it still won't work because people have a ingrained perception and expectation yep. of what James Bond is, yep. and it's not going to go well if a girl is sleeping with every guy. Um, it's not going to go well when she, Mm -hmm. it's just not going to go well. It's just like how the female Ghostbusters, which I haven't seen, but you said is actually a good movie. It's a good movie. I I will defend that movie. It is good. But my, that, and that's kind of my point. Like if you were to take a character that is notoriously a man, Mm -hmm. a man's man, and you take it and put and make it a woman just to make it a woman, it's not going to fly. What? And because you brought up Ghostbusters, you know, yeah. the, the difference here is, and I think this is what you do with Bond, they never, like, like in Ghostbusters, they never said, we are Ray Stance, Peter Beckman, yes. they, they never, in fact, the, the movie opens when the title card comes up, it says Ghost Core. It doesn't say Ghostbusters. And I, I even like, well, that's kind of weird. And then in the post-credit scenes of the film, and if you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, they introduce a multiverse. So the whole thing, like this female version of the Ghostbusters, I'm gonna watch this. Is an is an alternate reality to our Ghostbusters that, yeah. from the eighties. See, and I think okay. It sounds to me, and I I heard it got like it got so many thumbs down when the trailer premiered. When the trailer dropped, because people were just pissed that it was women, and yes, and that is but some that, misogynistic bullshit. I don't know. I don't think it's that. I think uh, it's I people think it have been feeling like, hey, hear me out. I think people have been feeling like it's been shoved down their throat just because, and that's where people get this attitude about it. <clears throat> 
don't know about shoved down their throat. I mean, people make a movie, and, and rather than if you if you don't want to see the movie, don't see the movie. Don't go on some kind of freaking internet campaign to trash the movie that you haven't even seen. That's a good point. I agree with that. But we could we could say that about anything. Yeah, nowadays. and that's that's why I you know. Are you, what do you, people ask me, what do you think about this casting? So if, if Henry Cobble got cast as James Bond, yes. my, my reaction is, and always will be since 1989, when I heard Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, yep. my, my opinion is going to be, huh, not who I would pick, but I'll see how he does. Yep. I agree with you. I think that's the way to go. Like, well, let's see what they do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I would have told you, Hey, you know what? The lead character from not another team movie is going to be Captain America. What yeah. do you think about that? You know, yeah. Fuck you. You're, no. Yeah. Right. You're right. But it ended up You're being right. great. It ended up being great. Actually, when I found out he got cast, I was like, yes. When I heard they picked a soap opera star from Australia to be Thor, I was mm-hmm. like, who? Who? What was, what was the scene that made you go, oh, that's Thor? What was the scene that made you do that? Like if you were watching the trailer and you were like, uh, Oh no, I wasn't sure when I watched the trailer. Yeah. Um, when I saw the movie, um, you know what? I don't think there was a definitive moment where I sat there and said, that's Thor. Um, I, I think the fact that I never questioned it as it was going through the entire time, then the fact that I never sat there and said to myself, Oh, I would say, actually, what sticks out in my head about that movie um, was when he's trying to lift the hammer and he's not worthy yet. Yes, that's that's the scene that did it for me. I mean, yeah. I, I, he was I saw like a promotional clip or something like that. And first off, I'm like, is this guy big enough? I mean, that was my first question. Was right. he big enough? And you see how he's straining. to. I'm like, yes. OK, he looks like Thor. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and then they showed how he fall and like the brokenness after that. I'm like, all right, well, let's see how this goes. I mean, right. and I because yeah. I I had a someone else in mind for Thor, and I can't even remember who it was anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think to be honest, I think they all. Well, Thor Thor turned into more of a. Uh, he, you could tell he started getting more comfortable with it and started becoming his yeah. versus what they were telling him to do. Um, yeah. Chris Evans kind of just felt to me, it felt like he just slipped right in there and you were like, yeah, that's Steve Rogers for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I mean, we've gone over Robert Downey, but yeah, he, um, he fit that role. Perfect. He did. Yeah. It just, you know, um, who I thought did a great job too. I mean, I've said this a hundred times and it's the movies being the movies coming out. They just dropped a new trailer this weekend, which looked good. Um, but they, I haven't seen a trailer that hasn't looked good about black widow, but she's another one that just kind of, she, she made it her own and you're like, okay, yeah, that's black widow for sure. Well, and that was a character that they said, you know, I don't know. I haven't met one comic book fan and I've met a lot. Who was like, if you ask them, who's your character? They're like, Black Widow, all the way. I mean, yeah, you might right. you might now, but pre the Marvel films, like no one was like, oh, I'm a huge Black Widow fan. It was hard for that for Iron Man, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not a lot of people. If you would have said, if I would have said, who's your favorite guy? And they said, Captain America or Thor, I'd be like, okay, I get, I get it. Or, but usually it's usually Deadpool, Wolverine or Spider-Man. That's what I usually get from Marvel. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's the problem also with DC is there's not this definitive. And if it's definitive, it's too long ago. Like Christopher Reeve's Superman. It's too yeah. long ago for it to um there's a lot of people in my generation, I think you're actually included, where like to you it's Michael Keaton. That's Batman. Uh, he to, did a great job. Yeah, I mean to me and see, I don't think he did. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think Batman was an idiot. Like he's the, a lot of times idiot. he'd come he'd come like with an idiot, like where he was like uh and I don't know if he was acting like an idiot because he was Bruce Wayne. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I think but he, he was direct. That was definitely the director's choice of how to, because it was the 80s. I mean, they were just like yeah. making him kind of the bumbling how, kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, he was bumbling. That's the, it was like, uh, you know, like in how mm-hmm. he's like dropping shit and Alfred's behind him picking all this shit up. And he didn't uh-huh. know what Spacho was. And it's like, that's that's not Batman. Batman knows what all this shit is. Right. Yeah. Um. But that's just that was my opinion. So I I never really liked, um, I never really liked Keaton as Batman. I thought he was cool. The suit was always awesome. Yeah. Um, but the problem with to me with Tim Burton was Tim Burton, his endings never, never um they never do it for me. Yeah. They just never do it for me. I just well, it, I I mean I like. I like Michael Keaton as an actor in a lot yeah. of stuff. Oh, oh, for sure. I think I think he he did great with Batman. Uh as I think he would do great with like a Batman Beyond. Yes. And I thought I, I thought he nailed the vulture. Yep. Um so I there isn't much that Michael Keaton could do that I'd be like, you know, he really didn't nail that role. Like that wasn't right for him. I agree with that. Um the Batman they made in eighty nine though, I mean, if I had to I would say if that movie was made now, it would be a disappointment because we would be looking for more action, mm-hmm. like more martial arts, Batman messing mm-hmm. people up kind of action. Yep. Um, and yeah, like we would look at Bruce, Bruce Wayne's a playboy. He's supposed yeah. to, he's supposed to be, and that's where I think Bale did Nailed great, it. He did a great Bruce Wayne. I don't like his Batman. Mm, interesting. I was never, I was, well, when people were like, Chris, where's the trigger? Yeah, just just everything that you know the from the voice to you know, you know I've heard he's very method actory. Yeah, he and is. I've heard he actually had the 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 cowl. He actually had it a little bit shorter so it would give him a headache. So he played Batman pissed off. <laughs> okay. Like I heard that's what he he wanted. And like he hated the suit, and he would channel hating the suit into the character. So yeah, Batman was always pissed off. So you could tell in those times where he's starting to talk, like he's like, "The mask is for to protect the people you love." You know, when yeah. he's doing that at the end, it's kind of funny because in the first Batman Begins with Christian Bale, I thought he knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Second one, it was more Heath Ledger, but he did a great job too. But you could tell by the third one. He almost turned his voice into a joke. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, and, you know, he's moving where he's like, do, 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 he would make me move. And he's like, kind of moving around, like, what are you, what are you doing? And it's his choice. And obviously, Nolan agreed with it because he let it happen. Um, but like the, the Nolan verse as a whole, I think I'd like Batman Begins. I don't know if I like it as much as The Dark Knight. And mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Returns, I'm just not fond of. I agree with you. I'm not fond of Dark Knight Returns either. Um, and I know people that are, if they're listening to this, they are screaming in their seat right now. thinking Oh, because they love that one? Idiot. Oh, yeah. Like, you are wrong, sir. You are wrong. Look, like, I have a lot of close friends um, uh, that are big-time geeks about this, and they claim Keaton's their best bat- is the best Batman. And I think that falls in line with when they were in junior high, that movie came out. So sure. it solidified something, mm-hmm. because all they had to go with before that was Adam West and yeah. the campy 60s version of mm-hmm. Batman. And so when they saw this one, they were like, oh, you know? Yeah. And I felt Batman Begins and the Dark Knight encapsulates what a Batman, what a, I, what Batman, what a Batman movie should be. That's how I felt. I don't think we've seen our perfect live action Batman yet. Oh, I think we have. I just think we've seen it in scenes of different movies. No, I mean, like, I mean, like as a whole. I mean, as a whole film, as a whole performance. Well, I hope, I hope this Patterson one knocks it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Well, I certainly, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, because the one thing I am dying for is a is a detective. Like, if this yeah. is Batman hunting down the Riddler, and Riddler is like a seven type, like criminal from the movie Seven. Oh, gotcha. Like yeah. he's that guy, and he has that vibe. I'm kind of cool with that. Yeah. I'm all right. With I that. am too. Um, and I, I say live action because every, well, not every geek, but I know a lot of geeks when you say, who's your favorite Batman? And they say it's, um, uh, voice of Batman. The, Oh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Conroy's best Batman ever. Like, yes. Uh, in his voice. I mean, he didn't have to even in uh, video games. Yeah. And and he is. He's got an iconic voice. He he mm-hmm. does a great Bruce Wayne. He does a great Batman. Um but that's that's voice acting, which is different than live action acting. Um if you were I mean, if anybody who's seen Kevin Conroy said if you put him in a bat suit, you're gonna be like, Ugh. <laughs> Oh, actually it's happened. Oh, I know. He's worn it before, and then you, you you're no, like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, he was actually a Batman in an alternate universe in the Arrowverse when they did the Infinity War on I CW. I didn't see it either. I just saw a picture of it, and I saw him for five seconds because they had it on Instagram. And I saw it for yeah. five seconds, and I was like, "Oh no, yeah, like yeah, no." That's... that's like getting that one guy to be Batman on Teen Titans. That was not a good Batman. Oh. Do you remember- you know what I'm talking that, about? The dude, the dude that was the uh, the bodyguard for Daenerys before he got betrayed. Oh, that's he, who that was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got him. And look, I like that actor, but not as Batman. Yeah. Yep. So, you're right. Yeah. So, all right. God, we just went off it again, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's leave it with this. What is the best candy in Easter? What's the best Easter candy? Ooh. 
best Easter candy. Uh, I didn't get any this year, but I do like the Reese's peanut butter eggs. I don't think there's anything better than that. There that's, was a time I was a Cadbury guy, but that was when I was in like junior high. Yeah, and I think I the commercials got me more than anything. Yeah. Which kudos to Cadbury. They've been running that same set of commercials since the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, getting, I, th- I agree with you. Mileage. It's, it's the Easter egg Reese's. So one of the bonuses from working from home all day, every day, um, is that every once in a while I get to have something on in the background while I'm working. Cause I'm doing like data entry or I, I, it doesn't take all of my brain power. Right. Um, and so I had on, I just had the history channel on, okay. um, because I'm old enough that I just want to watch the history channel. Yeah. It's good uh, stuff. If you find some interesting stuff, they had, it, it had the longest title ever, but it was like candy wars kind of thing. Okay. And it was based off of like, like post world war one. They talked about Hershey's and how, how did Hershey's become like the Hershey chocolate company, the Hershey's bar. I mean, he was like, I don't know if he was giving them away, but, or next to nothing, he was sending Hershey bars overseas to soldiers. And that built up his name enough that people just were like, like, if you wanted a candy bar, you went to Hershey's. That was your top end. He went bankrupt like seven times. Yes, he before. did. Yeah. It, it did. It went into this big history of what became the candy war between between Hershey, who was at the top of his game and then just trying to maintain that king of the mountain. But he had screwed over a couple people. And one one guy was named John Reese, who was uh, he was a farmer, actually. He was the head of Hershey's private dairy farm. Because Hershey believed if we had, you know, better cows, better milk, better products. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's something to that. But they eventually said that that's a failed project. They like same day went and sat down at Reese's table and this guy's got like, I don't know, five kids and one on the way. And they said, we're cutting the program. You're done. And that's like, it. no more job. Like no two weeks notice, no nothing like that. They didn't have to do that at the time. So he's just out of work. He's like, shit, what am I going to do? But he had paid a net, paid enough attention to the candy making process that he started to experiment on his own. A couple rounds of experimentation he came up with like the peanut butter cup and no one at that point no one ever had put chocolate and peanut butter together and you're like really it seems like such a common thing yeah but this is like now the 20s or 30s and no one had done it and then at the same time there's another guy whose name i can't remember but he's trying to develop his own candy and he came up with the baby ruth and then there was a whole legal action with Babe Ruth. Oh. And Babe Ruth's like, you can't just take my name and make it a candy bar. I, I need residuals and I need all this other stuff. They're like, no, no, no. It's not Babe Ruth. We actually named it after um, our daughter, Baby Ruth. No, it was one of the president's daughters. I want to say Grover uh, Cleveland. Okay. Like Grover is like Grover Cleveland's daughter who passed away in infancy was named Ruth. And they so they called it a Baby Ruth in in like honor of her and this guy was totally bullshitting they of course named it after babe ruth yeah. and and the supreme court or maybe it wasn't even supreme the court upheld it they're like yep that makes total sense 
And so he got to keep all the profits. And mm. that's the same guy that created the Butterfinger because he's like, we got to do something with peanut butter now. It was mm. just real fascinating to watch. Yeah, I know it, it is when you find out how things happen. Like, I think I read it to you how, um, did I not read you? Like, I, I came across how, how the guy ended up inventing Coke. Coca-Cola? I think so. Yeah. Didn't I read that to you? It's yeah. it's bizarre. He wasn't even trying to come up with Coca-Cola. Nope. He's trying to come up with some sort of cough medicine or something like that. Yeah. I think. I can't remember. But I, I remember reading it going, holy shit, this guy came up with Coke when he was trying to do something completely different. Well, a lot of the early like soda makers were pharmacists because yes. they knew how chemicals interacted and what tasted right. good and what didn't. And um when I was down in Texas uh, a little over a year ago, um, we went to Waco because my mom wanted to see the Chip and Joanna Gaines mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and that was cool enough if you're into that. But I was more fascinated with a Baylor's down there. Uh, and so I, I was like, hey, Baylor, let's take a look at that. And then uh, Waco, Texas is the birthplace of Dr. Pepper. And so we we went on this tour of the town, this bus tour. And it was, again, a lot of Chip and Joanna games, but they're like, Oh, and here's the house of the original Dr. Pepper. And there's just a lot of history there for that. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. I can't find it. I'm trying to, I was trying to find it by the time you were oh, done. The Coke but... guy. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's Should right. I pontificate more about my, Hey, have you been paying attention to the NCAA tournament? Uh, no, but I watched last night's Gonzaga game. You did. I missed I it did. completely, and the internet is blowing up about it. And I well, asked I my mean, dad. It's, it's the latest. I mean, like, I watched literally, we watched a minute, bef- uh, a minute, and then it went into overtime, and then we watched the entire overtime, because overtime is only five minutes. Right. So you so, watched the whole game then? Is, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's funny you said that because Ursula has a theory that most games you watch it the last two minutes. Uh, <laughs> like that's her. Right. I would disagree with that, but of course. But um, I don't know if I would disagree with her with that with basketball. <laughs> like depends. basketball, I mean, you can pretty much get away with watching it the last five minutes. But there are a lot of games that are blowouts by that time. Like you can tune in the last five minutes and be like, well. Okay, I can tell who's going to win this game. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't watched in a while. If it's now, a, now, if with, it's now a with a three-point shot, no one, no lead is safe. And the NBA, there's a saying with the NBA. The saying is everybody goes on a run. So everybody always has a 15-2 to two run or a 26-12 yeah. to 12 run or something like that. And But, but if the score is 58-105. to 105, Yes. How often do you see that, though? Not very, not very often, but I don't watch basketball very often. I, I so what I, from what I understand, it was overtime, inbound the ball, like half court shot, buzzer yeah. beater, right? Yeah, hit a buzzer yeah. beater. We all sat there and went, "Hold!" Like everybody went, "Wow!" You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. Uh. It was cool. I think everybody's just caught up in the moment because, um, first off, it's been a whole year since someone's you've had these moments like this yeah like that used to happen uh no not really you you used to you used to have which is funny because the guy jumped up on the uh on the scores table and was like going yeah i don't think anybody was there (laughs) (laughs) um which kind of sucks for him you know what i mean 
yeah. he's probably never going to get that shot again. And no, like that, the that crowd, should have been, that deafening. was a live crowd. It would have been, yeah, would have been deafening. So he kind of lost out on that. But anyway, we were talking about the NCAA tournament. The guy hit the last shot to send Gonzaga into the final against Baylor. I have no idea who's going to win Monday. Um, Who is, who's in it? I have have Baylor and Baylor and Gonzaga. Oh, it is Baylor. They're both, they're both one seeds. So, (coughs) well, yeah. So, well, actually by now it's Thursday. We already know who won it. So, yeah. Recording on Sunday. I I don't know, but yeah. So I think we'll leave it there though. I mean, that's, that's all we got this week. So, uh, guys, thank you for listening. Um, as always, uh, Greg, any last words, anything you want to say to anybody, you don't have to come up with any cool tagline, but if you just want no, to say this something. is Thursday, it's happy birthday to me. I'm going to go off and do something fun. There you go. There you go. So again, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Greg, happy birthday, sir. Thank you. For the Greg and the, oh, I'm sorry, for the birthday boy and Johnny podcast out people. Take care. <laughs>